Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome back. So july 30th cfml news and today we've mixed it up again so instead of having our normal guest uh, or host i should say andrew we got brad wood how's it going pretty good pretty good so uh, see when you were when the cat was away the mice were at play we had the redneck and the redhead but i'm not sure we have now a kiwi and a peewee or do I have to <laughs> have to work on that one yeah we have to do something that rhymes there for sure but uh but yep, we've got a, a pretty good uh, amount of content for you guys here. Lots of things have been happening this week. And um, yeah, thanks for everyone joining us on uh, YouTube or on the podcast. So let's get straight into it. So we've got a little bit of news and stuff before we get into the, the conferences. So the first big thing really is a security alert that was uh, announced uh, July 25th. So you want to tell us a little more about that, Brad? Yeah, so Adobe came out with a patch um, a, a little while ago now for a uh, Cold Fusion code execution exploit. And this was uh, made possible, I say made possible, brought to you by the letter A. No, <laughs> um, this was a, uh, an ex exploit that was, the attack vector was via the JN Bridge library instead of uh, Cold Fusion. And if any of you guys aren't familiar with that, that's basically what allows you to run um, Java code uh, to, to connect to the .NET bridge, right? So you can, you know, run from your Java application, you know, .NET things. Um, and so there was a, a vulnerability there where if um, if your ports were exposed, uh, someone could connect directly to that and basically execute arbitrary code. So Adobe came out with, uh, with a patch a few weeks ago. Um, the sort of urgency that I had, uh, I had been tweeting about this week was that I, I watched Twitter for the Cold Fusion hashtag, um, and I, I've been tracking several uh, different quote, security researchers, uh, which I never really know where they fall when it comes to gray hat or black hat and white hat. I think they're kind of gray hat sometimes as far as their intentions, but they've been basically developing exploits uh, for this. So when Adobe patched this bug and no one was exploiting it in the wild, but in the meantime, um, these so-called security researchers have been actually coming up with um, exploits to be able to uh, hack into Cold Fusion servers. So that's why it's imperative that um, you get these patches installed right away because um, they're already working on that. The good news is the silver lining is if your servers are behind any kind of firewall that's only allowing port 80 and port 443 through, um, out of the box, you wouldn't be able to be hacked since they do have to connect to uh, a sort of non-standard port that that JM bridge listens on. Um, now that doesn't, you know, rule out maybe an internal attack from inside of your network that would be from be, you know, behind, your, behind your firewall. But um, that is kind of a little bit of a silver lining on this is that it's not something that just every Cold Fusion out there, every Cold Fusion server would be susceptible to unless they didn't have any firewall in front of them. Um, but the fact that hackers have been actively working and releasing um, exploits, kind of, you know, plug and play exploits that people can drop in and use to try to hack into Cold Fusion servers, definitely kind of a you know, ups the ante on how important it is that everybody gets these patches installed. Yeah. ASAP. 
And like you said, uh, and I saw a tweet there, it says, Confusion folks, hackers waste no time developing exploits for this stuff, so uh, you should waste no time installing the patches. And I thought that was pretty pretty appropriate there. Because, yeah, I mean... It's true. Yeah, I, I've given some of these security researchers a little bit of a hard time on Twitter, and they always complain because they're like, oh, I'm finding exploits. I'm like, well, I don't know what your intentions are because you're basically handing hackers the tools they need to hack cold fusion servers. While I appreciate security research as much as I love security, it's like if your if your life's work is saying, here, this is how you hack a cold fusion server. I'm giving you the tools. I always kind of have to question your motives. Um, are you really trying to make the web safer <laughs> or are you literally enabling hackers? But hackers are being enabled. So install your updates, basically. Yep. Get onto that. And then, um, now, obviously, we command box and, and everything. We've we've already patched the stuff through, right? Uh, yeah. So the uh, the latest updates of Adobe Cold Fusion um, are released on ForgeBox. Or if you're using Command Box, then uh, of course the update process is is much simpler for you. You just dial in in your server.json the new version you want. Or if you've been starting your server with just you know start CF Engine equals Adobe at 2018 then you would automatically get the latest patch um, just simply by restarting your server and download the latest latest patch. So, so that's pretty cool. Yep. It's easy if you're on command box to stay up to date. Yep, exactly. So just wanted to make sure that we're up to date there. I know that uh, you and John work really hard to get those security updates out as soon as the Adobe releases them. So thank you, John, if you're listening, uh, for your hard work there too. So it looks like uh, Pete Freitag's been busy again. Um, he's released another one of his CFML news issues. So maybe you guys don't like listening to the podcast. Um, so you can read some news as well. So yeah, Pete um, he has a, a cool little newsletter. It's on, uh, I think it's Tiny Letter. Um, yep, tinyletter.com slash CFML. Yep. Uh, and he has uh, 32 issues now. So basically once a month, roughly he releases a, a new episode, uh, new release. You can sign up, um, for the email re- registration, uh, and they'll email it to you whenever he releases them. But he's got a lot of great content in there. Uh, it's pretty funny because, uh, if you guys have been watching the last few weeks, you've seen a lot more of Ben Adele showing up on our blogs of the week. <laughs> and he's got a whole section on the newsletter just for Ben because he's been pretty busy. And he's been going crazy. Yeah. But, uh, there's a lot of other good content in there too. A lot of it we've shown on the, on the podcast here. So you guys would have got up to date on it. There's also a few things that we didn't uh, cover because obviously we can't cover everything here. And um, so I definitely recommend you go check that out. The link is in the show notes. But if you go search for uh, Pete Freitag and Foundio on Twitter, you'll see that uh, a lot of people are thanking him for it right now. So that's really cool to, to yeah. see community members so doing their part. The link in the show notes will that uh, will that be a link people can use to subscribe to his uh, his newsletter? Yeah, basically uh, that'll take him straight to that um, that release and then at the bottom i believe there's a register uh link right there so you should be able to just Perfect. click yeah on i'm that. subscribed to it you just stick in your email address and you get it in your inbox automatically so yep. he does a good job of aggregating all the, the stuff that's going on out there yep and so then another release has come out this week so um audis <laughs> has been working hard on cbrm um so CBRM is our set of ORM tools that we have for Coldbox and builds on top of Hibernate, on top of Lucy and uh, ColdFusion engines. And version two is just being released, and we got a brand new Git book for that too. But do you know a little bit about what's gone into behind the scenes there? What did they have done? Because I think it was a pretty much a, a full rewrite. Um, yeah, I I didn't really work on any of it myself. I think Luis did most of that. 
Um, but there's been some changes in the underlying Hibernate libraries um, over the years. Um, ColdFusion 2018 is on Hibernate 5.0. Uh, They're kind of behind the scenes jars. Uh, Lucy uh, 4, I think, is still on um, Hibernate 3, I believe, 3.5. So there's kind of a, a bit of a disparity that's, that's grown between the different engines and versions. Um, and Hibernate internally has a lot of internal methods that have been updated uh, over the years. And so I think this update of CBLRM uh, ensures uh, compatibility across all those, um, which is you know very important because libraries like CBRM have to be able to work on Adobe Cold Fusion on a Lucy server um, and work the same way. And so I think uh, there's also been uh, uh, introduction of CB Streams. So if you guys aren't familiar with CB Streams, it's a, a super cool library um, that kind of came out of uh, Luis and I attending a Java conference and learning about Java streams, which is um, kind of a part of the JDK ever since Java 8. Um, and it's kind of a new way to work with uh, data structures instead of having just an array or a struct, which is kind of a finite size. A stream is more of a, for lack of a better word, a stream of data where you don't necessarily know how many items might come through when you can process them asynchronously in parallel. Um, there's a lot of performance uh, benefits and it's all based on functional programming using closures uh, that you pass in to, to do your uh, manipulation of data. Um, so CB Streams has already been introduced in the test box. Uh, test box 3, I think, introduced that behind the scenes to help streamline processing. So CBLRM now has also introduced uh, CB Stream support, uh, which is uh, pretty exciting. That adds a lot of uh, a lot of new functionality in the back end, a lot of kind of, you know, functional approach to it. So. It looks like uh, he's throwing a, a Mementifier as well, the new Mementifier module that Luis has built. Yeah. He's, he's put that in there too. So it looks like a pretty good update. So um, for those who want to check it out before you get the show notes, the coldbox-orm.autosbooks.com um, will take you to the new, brand new one for that. And you can see the release notes. And there is a blog post coming soon. Luis is still writing that up. So you should see that in the Autos blog in a couple of days too. So... Absolutely. And a quick note, all of our docs are on um, a subdomain of ordusbooks.com. Uh, we use, you know, Gitbook for that. So generally speaking, you can take a, a name of a box product like testbox.ordusbooks.com, commandbox.ordusbooks.com. Um, you can kind of, you know, guess uh, where most of the docs are. So and CBRM1 doesn't quite follow that pattern. It's coldbox-orm.ordusbooks, but it's still all part of that uh, Gitbook that we use. Yep, and just so you know, if you just go to autosbooks.com, we have a really nice landing page now with most of our books on there. I don't know if the CBRM one is there because it's is a new oh, book. Is the landing page up? Yeah, the landing page is up, Brad. We've oh, been nice. waiting for this I, one for I a saw while. The, I saw the preview of it, but I hadn't actually seen it go live. Yep, it is listed there. So there's a lot of modules, a lot of books. That's a Oh uh, yeah. So that's just ordusbooks.com. If you do leave off the, the subdomain, yep. it gives you a nice overview of basically everything that we have with links. Yeah, it's a super cool. Yep, that's way more stuff than I thought we had. So uh, if, if we don't know how many books we got, how do you supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of libraries. And the ordusbooks.com actually has uh, has links to API docs as well as um, sometimes some of these sites have uh, – or some of these um, projects have uh, kind of external sites of their own. So we have all that um, aggregated together in ordusbooks.com. So uh, that's one of some of the feedback we got from people sometimes is they would say, you know, I'm looking for the docs for library X, Y, Z, but I don't have, you know, memorized uh, where everything lives. So this kind of gives you a nice, easy way to um, get a, just a comprehensive list of all the Ordus products 
and then find the docs for that product. So yeah, especially when your Google Ninja uh, searching is not up to this power. So <laughs> your Google food doesn't always work yet. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, next on our list, we've already mentioned Ben Adele once today, but again, we want to mention him because uh, he was excited about a possible Cold Fusion podcast being released. And then Brad got That's on right. Twitter and told him, uh, Audis just released one, uh, actually two podcasts, and he didn't That's know. Right. So uh, obviously, you guys are listening, so you know about this podcast. And we have another version, another edition called the Soapbox Podcast, which we have more interview style. And we will be doing more of those with the conferences coming up. We're going to try and get some interviews with speakers. And I have a few more that are coming out. Now I'm back from vacation. I'm going to get back to releasing those on a more regular schedule. <laughs> I apologize. But uh, yeah. the And we have, uh, we have quite a few uh, views and subscribers now. Isn't that right, Gavin? Yep. Um, just on the, the videos on youtube we've had like over 500 views on the video uh, episode so far we've got at least 100 new subscribers you know so more people are subscribing so they get notified when when we release these and on the actual podcast side we've had you know well over a thousand podcast downloads i think we're almost up to 1500 already and you know that's not too bad for you know just a few episodes out and you know it's not a big podcast so we're pretty happy with that starting yeah. out and uh so but what we need you guys to do is actually help us because obviously you guys have networks and you have friends hopefully out there and uh maybe <laughs> maybe they don't know about the I podcast. believe you have friends i have faith in you guys yeah so <laughs> but what we want you to do is we want you to go on twitter and tweet that you're watching or listening to this podcast and if you use the the hashtag modernize or die and CFML news and, you know, throw in the CFML or, uh, the, or the cold fusion hashtag. Most people search on that. Let people know that you're, you've been listening and watching and, you know, tell them why, you know, if there's something you like about it, maybe you just like two idiots talking on the, <laughs> on YouTube every week or every other week. Uh, let them know. know. I mean, hopefully we're actually giving you guys something useful. There's some important news here and stuff. And, you know, and again, if there's something we're missing, let us know. Reach out, tweet to to Brad or myself or Audis. Um, use the CFML and the Cold Fusion hashtag, and we watch those religiously. Um, but yeah, oh, so yeah. if you guys can get out there and, and tweet that, would really appreciate it. You know, so help us get the word out, and maybe we can make this thing better. So that's the idea, right? Community helping community to get better. So, so yeah, right. Okay, so next on our list conference time so cf summit um last i looked the early bird was still there so i'm not sure if they extended <laughs> it away to july 31st um so if you guys haven't got your tickets jump on it real quick again the conference pass is 99 dollars for for two days includes uh breakfast and lunches um so that's a pretty good deal just for the food and there's some great uh speakers there as well and then they announced all the speakers last week, I think. So we mentioned on the podcast, there's 31 speakers announced so far. Um, you know, and there's a good list there too. So there's Luis, Brad, Erica, myself from Audis, and we've got, uh, five speakers from Adobe and over 15 community speakers too. So that's a good group. Pretty there's, cool. uh, you know, Charlie Earhart's there, David Tattersall from Fusion Reactor. We've got Brian Class, Pete Freitag. Matt Gifford, you know, so a lot of names you would have heard before you, a lot of these are spoken at into the box. So they're good speakers. Um, so definitely worth checking yeah, out. And for, and for once, I'm not going to be presented on command box. It seemed like those the, was the only topic they would always, uh, accept, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love to talk about command box. Um, but I actually, my talk this year at CF Summit's actually not even really about cold fusion. It's about security. So I'm kind of excited to, uh, step outside of my normal box 
uh, pun intended, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> talk about password hashing. Cool. Still a topic dear to my heart. Yeah, well, I've got a, a new topic too. So a lot of times I'll be doing uh, API testing and see if some a lot of people like the APIs. Um, but now I'm actually going to do some testing stuff. So I'm going to talk about uh, start integrated testing. So the biggest and easiest bang for your buck for testing. So I'm going to show people how to test even their legacy code with so, sort of some integration tests. So we can get it hooked up with uh, test box, maybe even run it in CI if you have it. Uh, and just make sure that, you know, simple things like that you'd normally test yourself by clicking around, you can do. So if you visit a page, make sure a certain text is on the page. If you type something into the search box, certain things pop up. If you click the button on the form, it takes you to the right page. Little things like that that That's you test cool. manually, we can try and show you how to use tests to do that. So um, so they didn't accept your topic titled uh, How to Start a Podcast with Two Idiots? They didn't go for that one? <laughs> no, but uh, Adobe is actually willing to have us broadcast there as long as we don't make a fool of ourselves beforehand. So we're looking at uh, at CF Summit actually doing a, a live podcast. So you might have um, the three amigos totally. and a few more. So that's the plan right now. We'll give you more <laughs> details. But if you guys are coming to CF Summit, you might be able to join them with a, a live podcast. So pretty cool, I think. So looking forward to that. Yep. And CF Summit, obviously, it's a great conference, but there's more than just the conference. We also have training. So they have the specialist program, which we've been talking about for a while. So you can get a certificate for about saying that you're a cold fusion specialist, but also they have a couple of other trainings that they've announced as well. So there's a hands-on cold fusion security workshop with Pete Freitag from Foundio. He's the one behind CF Hack. Oh, sorry, Hack My CF, um, CF Docs and all those things. So really CF good. Script me, Fixinator, all the good stuff. Yep. So he's got a lot of cool stuff and I'm hoping he actually shows Fixinator on that because Fixinator is very cool. He, he announced that into the box this year. So if you haven't heard the about that. The thing about Fixinator is that it runs on AWS Lambda, which I think is super sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the, the actually episode four of the Soapbox podcast, I interview Pete and we talk about Fixinator. So go check that one out. And the other uh, pre-conference workshop other than the that is Charlie Earhart is doing uh, going from zero to 60 with Docker and Cold Fusion images. Mm. So I'm curious. Um, well, it's not zero to hero, it's zero to 60. Yeah, zero to what, 60. What number is hero? I want to know how 60 and hero compare. I don't know. It's probably like <laughs> five because it looks like an S, right? No, that's uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd like to like to see that. I know ColdFusion, uh, Adobe have been working on their images a lot. And obviously we have our command box images, which we love. And it has all the goodness that we need. But uh, it'd be kind of curious to see what they're doing and how they're doing it. So um, maybe we'll check that workshop out brad i don't know i'm kind of curious i've we'll already stealth, been to the security we'll stealth one. in the back yeah we'll just wear some little uh maybe fusion reactor hats so they don't know who we we'll are we'll wear a we'll wear a cf wheel shirt and no one will recognize us they'll yeah. never know we're there yep <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's before the conference so one day before the conference there's a day of workshops but after the conference we have our training. So um, I'm going to be leading a training on Colbox from Zero to Hero. And me and Eric are going to be leading that one. And then you are going to be with Luis. What? I am? Uh-oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Colbox from Hero to Superhero, the API edition. So Ooh, What number is Superhero, man? Infinity. It's like five. Is it over 9,000? <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's basically building on top. So if you haven't, if you're not really familiar with Coldbox or you're just new, Coldbox Zero to Hero is great. You'll get all the basics. You'll learn a lot about modules and how to use them, so you can leverage ForgeBox. And then the Superhero one really goes beyond that. So you guys are going to look at probably making your own modules, tying into APIs, and 
maybe JWT. Uh, so, but. yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of questions from people asking, uh, what's the minimum amount of uh, Cobox experience for the Zero to Hero, or for both of them? Um, you know, the, the Hero to Superhero, you're definitely going to want to come in with a solid understanding of Cobox, because we're going to jump into the 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 advanced stuff for people. Um, but the Zero to Hero, um, I mean, you're going to want to have Command Box installed. You know, have some basic familiarity with what Coldbox is, but it really does aim to start um, as low as possible to get people, you know, up off the ground and into the the basic parts of the framework. Um, so, I mean, I would recommend if you're thinking, well, I don't know anything about Coldbox, you know, will I be able to do a zero to hero? You know, play with a couple of the sample laps and read around the conventions, check out the docs. Um, you know, get command box installed. You know, you should be ready to go for the for the training. Yeah, and we have two days for these workshops too. So this is the Thursday and the Friday. So it's not a one day rush workshop. We have time. Uh, there's gonna be- Yeah, two days really gives you enough time to kind of dig in, yep. dig in deep. And then there's, there's two instructors and we probably even have some helpers. So you're gonna have you know, two people helping. We're doing it inside the executive hospitality suite at the area tower suites. So it's got room for like 10 attendees. So don't wait too long to get your tickets for that because we don't want to, don't want to miss out, but it's really, really comfortable. It's small. So we can really get in there and, you know, make sure you get that one-on-one -on -one attention you need to, to really It'll get the most out of it. machine going all day long. Espresso machine. We will have some music. Uh, it's really nice too. Like the hospitality suites is a step up from the normal sweets we get brad so i'm even more excited but um we do have nice. a special podcast special so since you guys are listening if you use the discount code podcast 10 you'll see in the top of the the image up there podcast 10 will give you 10 percent off because you listen to the podcast so if you sign up on eventbrite uh you can get 10 percent off the the boot camp and that yeah. podcast 10 is actually good for 10 percent off some of our other trainings and stuff as well so if you're on eventbrite I think that'll work uh, um, on the next training we're going to discuss. The next one is Luis in India. So the two-day boot camp he's running in India for is the cold box zero to here. So pretty much what me and Bangalore. Eric will be covering. Yeah, in Bangalore, India. And yeah, the discount code works there too. So, of course, he's gallivanting around India while you guys are off in the middle of nowhere in Europe, right? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure exactly how that overlaps, but yeah, I think, uh, it's 16th it and parts of the world. Yeah. I think his is a 16th and 17th. And so your training is on the 15th and 16th and the conference for CF camp is the 17th and 18th. So he split the That's difference. Right. Yep. Yes. So if you know anybody in the, uh, in the Bangalore area or Bangalore area, uh, let them know about this training. It's going to be, uh, the first one that we've been able to offer in that part of the world um so pretty excited about that yeah and then cf camp um again that one's in uh, munich and the 17th and 18th of october is the conference and we have training beforehand but the really good news about that is the tickets are available now the sessions have been announced and the speakers have been announced so that's pretty cool yeah the full uh, the full lineup is out so it's pretty exciting Yep, and we have uh, three order speakers for CF Camp. So uh, yourself will be joined by Jorge Reyes and Eric Peterson. So um, we got three speakers there from Ordis, and we have a lot of great community speakers. I think there's about another 18 or so they've written and announced. And, yeah. um, and I even said on Twitter, uh, I've got the quote here. He said, I can honestly say this is the best and most diverse uh, program CF Camp has ever had. So it's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to this year. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great names that I know, like Matt Gifford's in there, and Mark Drew, and Will DeBruin, who was at Into the Box, and Charlie Earhart again, and obviously Kai Koenig. But we also got a whole bunch of new ones that I haven't seen. Um, so quite a few new names. So it's good to see new speakers coming out and talking about different things. And you get a slightly different crowd over there at the end mm-hmm. CF camp. So I'm looking forward to maybe, fingers crossed, I can wing that next year. I really want to make it. So, but it's a good, uh, good conference. Yep. And then, uh, great food. Yeah. The food's always good for sure. These type of things, <laughs> but, uh, the oldest training will be doing two days before that. So I don't, I say we, I mean you, not me. Um, but Brad, <laughs> you and Eric will be doing training. So have you guys decided on the, the topics? Yeah, I think we've, uh, we've kind of got that nailed down. So Eric's going to be doing uh rest easy at night with test box, uh, BDD. So talking about, um, test box and I'll be doing, uh, the hero to superhero uh, API rest edition. Um, so got kind of two different uh, two different sessions, and those do happen simultaneously. So it's one or the other um, that you uh, that you choose from. So if you want to go down, get on the test box train with Eric, we got that. If you want to get on the kind of uh, advanced cold box, uh, building APIs uh, with modularity and rest, then I'll be in charge of that one. So hopefully, I, I think we're getting those uh, signups up really soon. So I want to make sure you get signed up for those uh, right away so you can adjust your airfare as necessary to yep. attend. So, yeah, so make sure you guys have those two dates in front of the conference blocked out for the training here. So Yeah, and Mishi tells me the uh, the orange juice machine is going to be back. That was my only request. That I had this thing last year with, like, this hopper of oranges. You just push a button, and it takes them and slices them and squeezes the orange juice into a cup. It's, it made the whole trip worth it just... Yeah. glass of orange juice every day i love orange juice i love juice in general well, so i i maybe I'm the excited. machine will be there next, next year. year when you finally come maybe maybe <laughs> okay well that covers our conference and our news so next we're going to talk about the blogs tweets and videos of the week so we got a fair few uh, here i do see a quick question here from scott but i don't understand what it means what are the talk they are doing at cf camp are you, are you talking about the talk that the artist people are doing uh, probably. So, what are you what are you presenting at um, CFK? Um, well, yeah, I'm not sure what everybody else got accepted. I think if I look hard enough, I could probably find it. Uh, my talk at CF Camp will actually be a really fun talk I did a few years ago at the last uh, CF Objective, which is on design patterns. Um, again, a talk that actually doesn't really have much to do with cold fusion at all. It's a very language agnostic uh, talk, but it talks about what design patterns are, um, what they mean for you, gives a bunch of examples. Um, kind of, you know, tangible stuff that you can kind of uh, keep in the back of your mind to build on top of. So that's okay. my talk will be design patterns. I'm not Eric not is sure doing the automated database migrations with CF migrations. Oh, that's a good talk. CF migrations. Yeah. Yep. So in fact, uh, Kai just tweeted uh, the other day about that and said, uh, how have I lived? And see if I can find what Kai said on Twitter. He said, geez, how have I lived without CF migrations from Eric Peterson so far? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it'll be, it'll be definitely interesting. Um, I like working with that. You can use it from the command line with command box or through your CI with command box, but you can also use it from inside your code, which is kind of neat too. So when you're running tests, you can actually run a set of migrations to load up your test database. And then when you're done, you can, you know, spin it down. So it's pretty cool. And then Jorge is going to be talking about the practical lessons he learned from 250 plus legacy CFML projects. 
And so obviously he's talking about um, our our team, Audis team, has been converting a lot of legacy projects lately, and we've done over 250. One customer was what 200 or so. So yeah, we've done plenty yeah. of those projects, and um, yeah, a lot of lessons learned and a lot of things they've figured out what we what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Uh, so if you go to that, you'll learn the lessons the easy way and don't learn the hard way like we did. So that should be good. You and I should go. We might learn something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jorge is our project manager and uh, he helps a lot with uh, our whole proje projects and we would not survive without them. So, so again, yep. it's a really good session. So yeah, so that's what they're doing, Scott. Thanks for the question. Um, so yeah, so right then we're getting to the blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So uh, our main man, Ben, is at it again. <laughs> <laughs> so he does a, a sanity checking, closure, invocation, overhead, and performance in Lucy. So it, basically he just went through and did a whole bunch of like, you know, tests on performance um, for different ways to do different things. So um, that's kind of a cool blog post there. Yeah, that post, I actually just skimmed through it this morning or whenever it came out. Yeah, he has a cool little example of using like a Redis client and he has sort of like just a standard way of getting a connection, setting something in the cache and closing the connection. And he has an alternative way that uses a closure that kind of encapsulates some of those details, um, which is he has some really cool examples. Um, you know, Ben's learned a lot about closures and functional programming from his, his JavaScript work. Um, and so he basically just compares the two methods to make sure there's no performance overhead. And of hmm. course, the, there was none. In fact, the, the closure method was actually a little bit faster in some cases. So it was a pretty cool little test. Cool. And then um, Fusion Reactor has a, a Adobe called Fusion Sale. They got a blog post about that. So they're doing a, a discounted sale right now through, I think, the end of August. So if you guys are looking for some Adobe Cold Fusion licenses anytime soon, uh, check out Fusion Reactor. They're a reseller for Adobe, so uh, they can get you the, the software. Legitimate licenses at good pricing. So if, if you need some uh, licenses, go check that out. And then... Um, Pete was being was tweeting a little bit, and I thought this was kind of interesting. So, someone was complaining about um, some documentation in another language, and he said that for CFML, you can just you know do cfdocs.org/trim if you want the trim function. And he's like, he wishes every doc site did that. And then he's like, come to think of it, of uh, he actually made a tool for the Java docs. So if you go to javadocs.org/string, it'll give you the string. Um, docs and if you go to cssdocs.org slash font weight it'll give you the css docs basically for that so he has are, are redirects sites that that pete runs yeah i think they're basically uh, those the last two sites aren't actually docs sites they're just like redirect sites so if you type in the name of the function he figured out how to redirect them to the right place so they'll actually take you to the java documentation site but you just type in slash string and it'll take you to the right place on the other site so pretty cool he did that for uh, css and java doc so those is a cool little tweet and the show notes has a link to it but uh yeah so if you guys need help on uh css you can go to cssdocs.org slash you know font weight if you want to see how to do some okay. things bold yeah pretty neat so css docs basically redirects me to the appropriate page on w3 w3.org you cool. know so there's a big long url and it scrolls down to the anchor tag uh that's a nice little uh little shortcut yep so I thought it was pretty neat. And then Ben again, have you seen this one about uh, linked and ordered structs in Lucy? Um, I don't know if I read that one. Yeah, so I I mean, he was just talking about how linked structs or ordered structs in Lucy works. And, you know, I think they've had ordered structs for quite a while now, right? 
So yeah, the feature has been there for quite some time. Um, it used to be you had to declare them with struct new and you would pass in a parameter. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's still the case. Uh, you can also do a nice, um, struct literal, uh, syntax, which Lucy added when Adobe, Lucy had a ticket in arguing about how to do it for years, never came to a conclusion. When Adobe 2018 came out, Adobe introduced this way. So Lucy said, okay, well now the decision has been made. Um, but you can declare a, uh, an ordered struct by using square brackets instead of curly braces. So it looks like a, an array literal, but it's actually key colon value, comma key colon value. And oh. that's still a struct. It's just an ordered struct. That's a really nice. That's a nice um, syntax trick. Yeah. To use those literals. Cool. Yeah. I love using that. And so uh, talking of podcasts, obviously we're on one now, but, um, Michaela has his own <laughs> podcast. Is that, breaking uh, the fourth, is that breaking the fourth wall? If we talk about podcasts. Yeah. Uh, little bit so on the cf alive podcast um they interviewed alicia from adobe and they're talking a little more about the specialist certification so i know a few people are um asked us more information about the specialist program and i don't have a lot more than we've already discussed here but um she has a you know a whole podcast discussing the that and um so you can find out more about about that workshop so uh the show notes are there but if you go to see if a live podcast again michaela interviews a lot of great people as well so more content there if you're looking for more cfml podcast ben there's another podcast don't know if you know oh, never <laughs> been the deal. right there understanding yep. struct key casing using serialized json and lucy 5.3 yep uh, i think he's just doing the lucy 5.3 on the end so he knows which version he actually tested with when he refers back but um yeah i mean Obviously, struck key. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the features Ben's been covering have been Lucy features for quite some time. But exactly. Yeah, I think he's just noting that he's testing on those specific versions. So. Yep. And so, struct key casing has been there for a while, but it's really useful, especially working with JavaScript. You need to make sure that the key casing is right. You know, so that's another good one. Yep. And then uh, another old CFMLer is getting back into more CFML stuff. Matt Gifford released another wrapper library. Who you calling old? Well, he's been around a while in the cold fusion world. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, I just saw the tweet for this today, a CFML wrapper to interact with the IP API to fetch geolocation data for an IP address. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, uh, I might play with that one myself. I need to, I need to harass them a little bit. I don't see a box.json in this repo, mm. which means I don't think he's put it on storage box yet. No, maybe not, but I just saw it as a new repo. So. Yep. Yeah, brand new. Only two commits, so let's just put it in here. Yep. I'm curious if this. Uh... Okay, so it does. It uh, it accepts an access key. All right. I had uh, I had created a a library several years ago. I'm not even sure if it still works. That did the same thing, but you had to like sign up for an account um, and get an access key. But that's pretty typical though, because otherwise people will, will abuse the uh, the IP lookups if they don't tie it to an access key to be able to do rate limiting and stuff. Yeah, and then it, like a lot of the Google stuff, I mean, I know they don't do IP, but they do a lot of geolocation stuff. I mean, even Google was free before, and they're charging now for a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if anybody left that open without a key. So, but yeah, another cool little wrapper, you know, all these little little tools just add to your toolbox, make your job easier. And then uh, Brian... Has released his sixteenth blog post on the using AWS step functions in CFML. 
16. Nice. So this is the final one in the series. And so this is wrapping up the transcribe, translate, and speak workflow. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, I actually got the chance to interview Brian for the Soapbox edition. So that's probably, uh, I think that's the next one coming out soon. So we'll be releasing that podcast. You can hear more about how Brian uh, works with AWS and, and why they use that with Cold Fusion and some of the design decisions there. But that blog series is really amazing. Uh, I, I really need to go look at that because the step functions are just make lambdas even better. So lambdas are pretty cool by themselves, but this whole workflow, you can basically set up a, a series of steps and it's, it's pretty neat the way it works, especially with Pete's tool. So we can actually run uh the, the cold fusion in, in the lambdas. I'm really excited to see how that ties together. So we might better do some pretty fun things. Uh-oh. Ben Nadell just tweeted and said his ears are burning. And <laughs> rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, Ben. We love you. A, a lot of the people that uh, I work with, you know, they they grew up on your uh, your blog posts. And I know I've, I've read many and many a blog posts over the years from you've helped me solve a lot of things. So uh, we're, we're glad to see you blogging more about cold fusion. Um, and I still follow your JavaScript stuff too. So it's really good. But, um, and yeah, here, um, this is an older blog post that been tweeted about from CF simplicity, but just, um, someone else just ran into this issue the other day. So I thought I'd you know, rehash mm -hmm. it. So in Lucy five, you can actually get to environment variables via the service scope. So they made it a nice, easy Super spot. Handy. It's really cool. Uh, the only problem is, is that Adobe did it differently, right? <laughs> so they've done the same thing, just they put it in a different place. I haven't looked how they did it, though. If they did it differently, I would be disappointed and not surprised, I suppose. Yeah, um, but it's kind of handy. I know specifically you can get not only environment variables, which come from your operating system, um, or more specifically, the encompassing process of which you're running inside of uh, but you can also get Java system properties as well directly inside the service scope. Um, super handy for, for cloud deployments. Now, frameworks like Coldbox already have helpers that kind of do that for you, and they work on, on ColdFusion as well. Um, it's good to know that Lucy has that out of the box. Yeah. Very cloud friendly. Yep. And uh, that's been, that's an older blog post too. So it's pretty cool. And then Teratech had a blog post about uh, time and number formats. I know last week we talked about, um, I think, a blog post from James about dates and times and weird issues in Adobe 2018. And so this one has a just a, a different way to look at formatting numbers. So if you guys are dealing with numbers and, and time formats and need a little help, this is a pretty good little blog post. So, But Twitter yes. is busy. Pete's, uh, Pete he popped up in the comments and said that he thinks the syntax is the same for Lucy and Adobe. So I oh. have to give that a quick test and see if it is the same. Yeah. Hopefully it's the same. That would definitely be good for, for frameworks to be able to well, uh, depend on that. Yeah, I, I trust Pete. And he does the CF Doc site, and I'm sure that he's up to speed on all that. But, um, again, thanks for everybody uh, commenting on the, the live dashboard as well. So if you guys listen live on YouTube with us every week, you guys can, uh, can participate in the chat there. So it's good to see. You can heckle us from the comment section. Yeah. Peanut gallery. Exactly. Yep. Um, now another thing on Twitter, we, uh, there's actually a, a profile for get CFML jobs. So we thought we'd spotlight a couple of the jobs on here too. I know that there are a lot of cold fusion jobs uh, that pop up on Twitter and other places too. And if you guys are looking to, to hire somebody or looking for uh, stuff like that, let us know and we can try and spotlight them on here as well. We thought there'd be a, another section maybe to add to the site here to the podcast. So there was a couple listed. First, 
Yeah, so the first one here is a Cold Fusion developer in Falls Church, Virginia, United States, for Epic Corporation. So Cold Fusion admin, troubleshooting, config deployment, trouble tickets, um, Cold Fusion development ver 9, version 10 or higher. Interesting. There you go. Cool. Looks like there's some more details there in the description. Microsoft SQL Server, on-call. So. Cool. And so... Uh, um yeah federal government contract on that one yeah yep um but yeah something just to note too is this um get cfml jobs is actually a, a website that you can go and post jobs to so not only is just tweet stuff out there's actually a free listing for jobs so if you guys uh, are looking for more or, or whatnot um currently it's listing 23 companies worth of jobs here so um it looks like it's a little older. It still mentions it runs on Raylo. Um, so I'm sure that the about page just needs some <laughs> updating. Um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. It actually aggregates feeds from different places. So um, Ben Adele has a job board. Um, so it's going to try and tie into that, but it also ties into Elance and Indeed and um, jobs.cfdeveloper.net, which is by Ricardo Parente, and also Odis, which is freelance, which I think they changed your name and simply hide. So it tries to aggregate all that. So, um, you know, so if you guys are looking for a job, I would definitely go check that out. But, uh, again, it tweets stuff out as well, and we'll try and bring you a summary of the, the best ones as well. So, yeah, so it looks like we got a couple. Um, so we have a second one here is a technical fusion developer in North Carolina state university. So that's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Looks like a troubleshooting system called fusion add code modules uh edit jquery html css so got a lot of descriptions in here as well as uh, requirements so cool there you go if you know anybody in the raleigh north carolina area pass that on to them yep so yeah so again uh, i know a lot of people say there's not much work for cold fusion developers but there are jobs out there if you know where to look for them um, and yeah, let's say if you guys are looking for a developer, let us know and we'll, we'll put it on the podcast as well. Okay. So I think that wraps it up. That's enough. Uh, we can't cover everybody's blog posts. <laughs> so next we'll look at a uh, Forgebox module of the week. So this is one I actually use myself a lot. Um, and we've already mentioned them a couple of times today, JSON web tokens. So this is the JWT, uh, module by Andrew Dixon. So have you used this one before, Brad? Um, yeah, I played around with it. Um, basically, you kind of just drop it into Coldbox, and it gives you, um, well, I mean, you can run the old box install at JWT. And so it's just a Coldbox module that gives you all the helper functions you need for encoding and decoding JSON um, into the, the web tokens. So basically, that lets you store, um, you know, data in a cookie. Mm -hmm. um, such that your, your API can be stateless and not have to worry about a session scope. Uh, you know, that might not exist on all the servers it has to be replicated. Um, you know, when a user comes into your API, instead of just having like an access token and you have to go hit the database and find their user and load their details, um, they can have a, a highly encrypted cookie that comes back and you can get that information out of there. So it's, uh, it's a pretty handy uh, library, especially if you're doing any kind of uh, kind of stateless APIs. Yeah, but I'm sure you're going to be dealing with that in your um, workshop in uh, CF Summit and probably CF Camp. So, so that'll be a one you'll use there, but yeah, I like it. Uh, and we're using it. We're tying it into content box, um, for the, the new release of content box we're working on. We're using it a lot of customers too. So, uh, we're using that 
as well as some blacklisting and whitelisting uh, techniques as well to, to basically check caches for invalidation. So, uh, but it's a pretty cool little thing, pretty simple out of the box, but it does a lot of work behind the scenes to give it, give you all the power you need. So pretty neat. And that's had uh, over 1500 installs. So it's a pretty good uh, little module It's up to version five already. So pretty cool. And then our VS code hints, tips and tricks of the week. We have a uh, live share. So have you used the live share on VS code yet, Brad? I know you're a sort of a slow convert yep. over from builder. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've never actually used the live share. I'm aware of it. Um, I've seen it and I'm starting to use VS code more, um, but I haven't actually got a chance to use it yet. So yeah. we'll have to talk about this. 10 million downloads can't be wrong though. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's basically like Google docs, but for your code. And so, you know, you can see where the other person's cursor is. I can actually click if I wanted to follow your, your cursor around, I could click Brad and then everywhere you click and change file, I can actually follow you around so I can just watch you. So it's kind of good for the screen sharing, but you can also both type in the same place. So if I'm the host, you're actually working on my machine. So if you start typing in the file, it's actually changing on my side. And so now they've added some stuff in there for chat and they've done audio integrations as well. So it's getting a pretty, pretty good little setup there for some, um, you know, peer programming. And it yeah. they and does that pretty it. much works for any language, right? It's just a yeah. generic VS code feature. Yep. And the cool thing is you can actually tie into debugging sessions and actually um, with the terminal that you have, you can share the terminal and they can even, uh, oh, nice. I think it even hooks up the tunneling so you can do the local web app. So you can actually hit your browser on your side and it tunnels through to my machine to run the code. So it's a pretty cool little live share and it takes care of a lot of the headaches and they're improving it all the time, but it's come a long way. Um, I used it in the alpha and the beta and it was pretty neat. And now that they've released it, uh, I use it a lot more. Uh, we use it with uh, some of our clients that are, you know, they know their their specialty. They don't know, you know, cold box as well. So a lot of times they'll, they'll bring in the code they need over to it and I'll help them manipulate it and get it working. So it's a really good, you know, learning experience and, uh, you know, really good for that. So if you guys haven't used it, uh, live share is the name of it it's for, for VS code, obviously. And the show notes is going to have the links there too. So pretty neat. You should try it, Brad. We should check it out. Yeah. Need to play with it. Sounds good. So so, that brings us to our, uh, our Patreon supporters. I think we're almost done here. Yep. Thanks everybody for uh, supporting us and the list is up to date. So we got quite a few Patreon supporters here uh, yeah, and I we see did some new names in here too. Yep. A couple of new names. Um, and again, we see these guys around the community. We see them uh, following us uh, in the chat room. A few of them are in the chat room right now, waiting for us, talking to us. Um, so they're just good community members, and we appreciate that. Uh, we do have some bigger packages for enterprise customers if you're willing to support that. Um, and so on our support page, there's different ways to support us. But um, these, again, just for the individuals. But if you go to autosolutions.com and click on the about us under there, there's a sponsors page and uh, that gives you all the information shows the current supporters and how you can become a supporter too. But uh, we want to thank everybody here. And again, the new, uh, I think uh, Jordan Clark, Matthew Clemente and Dali are the newest supporters, but uh, we thank everybody here. So thank you everybody uh, for your support and thanks everybody for listening and watching and for joining us today. So, 
um, next week, you don't know who's going to show up. You may have me and Brad, me and Andrew, <laughs> maybe Andrew and Brad. Uh, maybe we'll go back on vacation. Be a puppet. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, again, if you guys have any news you want to bring out, uh, let us know. Please go on tweet that you're watching uh, or listening to this podcast. Uh, we really want you guys to jump out there and uh, help us spread the spread the word, get it out there, and uh, make this podcast a success. So. Thanks very much. Anything you want to say, Brad, before we sign off? Thanks for noticing. <laughs> go patch your servers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Go patch your servers before you get hacked. Uh, cool. Right. See you guys next time. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.